Welcome to Energy Voice Out Loud, where we're leading the global energy conversation today from the second day of the show floor at Offshore Europe. I am joined by Mark Davison, Technical Director at uh, PDMS Group. Welcome, Mark. Uh, first time on the podcast. Uh, how are you enjoying the show, the show so far? Uh, yeah, f firstly, it's great to have the industry back together again. Uh, it's been a unique and challenging uh, set of circumstances over the last few years with the pandemic, uh, the lockdown, uh, the remote working and the endless teams calls, but fantastic to eventually come together again as an industry uh, and showcase the, the offshore energy sector. Uh, and it's also fitting that it's 50 years of, of offshore, offshore Europe this week as well. Absolutely. Any highlights so far? Have you been in and out of any sessions? Um, uh, the highlights uh, for me, uh, always with Offshore Europe, is out with the technical presentations and, and speaking to the supply chain on uh, new areas of technology and innovation is speaking to the new talent uh, interested in joining the energy sector. Uh, we have huge opportunities uh, to offer with the changing landscape of the, of the industry, um, supporting existing oil and gas operations, decarbonisation of existing oil fields, uh, and supporting the energy transition uh, to enable the long-term uh, energy security uh, of the UK. And uh, you, you've got a stand as well. You, you've managed to man that for a bit. Is there a bit of buzz around the stand? Yeah, um, it, it's a first time in offshore Europe uh, at the PNG. Uh, facilities are outstanding, uh, really well planned and organised, and a great bulbous and vibe around the place. Excellent. Um, so, so what are your kind of main priorities for, for speaking to clients and, and for the, the event as a whole? Um, really focusing on uh, the, the energy transition and uh, decarbonisation agenda uh, of existing assets and, uh, and infrastructure. Uh, particularly within the UKCS. So could you expand a bit about how you're, you're playing your part in decarbonisation? Yeah, um, even when we consider uh, net zero, oil and gas will remain the, the dominant energy source within the, within the UK over the next decade uh, and optimising the recovery of existing reserves uh, while we whilst continuing to decarbonise uh, existing assets and infrastructure uh, will be critical to the success of the industry moving forward. Uh, Electrification of uh, existing oil and gas uh, infrastructure will undoubtedly bring uh, you know, the largest overall gains. Uh, however, we are still at the very early stages in, in planning and development uh, of such opportunities, uh, and there's a long road and journey ahead. Uh, but but what, we can, what can we do in the short term to meet the, the, the needs and requirements of the industry? And the North Sea transition deal has set uh, quite strict emission reduction targets uh, from oil and gas production uh, of 10% by 2025. 25% by 2027 and 50% by 2030 based on a 2018 baseline. However, these are positive measurable steps to achieve the net zero aspirations of the basin uh, by 2050. There was a, an NSTA report out this week about, about some of the challenges to do with emissions reduction. You know, we're making progress now, but yeah, they, they did mention there's a lot of work to do to get us to 2030. So you, you obviously see a role for yourself in that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's about supporting our clients in our best way. And I think establishing an effective and logical carbon reduction management process uh, is key. And that starts with an emissions baselining and accounting for scope one, two and three emissions uh, and the preparation of emissions forecasting to meet targets and timelines uh, is fundamental. Uh, the identification of emission reduction opportunities, including the initial screening, ranking and prioritisation based on uh, option feasibility, uh, return on investment uh, and the timeline to implement uh, provides a foundation of a robust carbon reduction management plan. I think in the short term, the industry should focus on the incremental gains achieved through tactical emission reduction opportunities uh, to achieve a positive carbon reduction policy uh, well in advance of considering the major integrated energy schemes. Uh, to achieve this, effective collaboration within the supply chain will be essential 
uh, in the long-term decarbonisation journey to identify new technologies and areas of innovation uh, and ensuring the efficiency in project execution to minimise the impact to existing oil and gas operations. And so we, uh, we mentioned that it's still early stages. Are you seeing you know, a decent amount of interest in, in kind of your services for electrification and are, are clients coming to you with those challenges? Yeah, I think you, we, we've, we've got the, uh, the knowledge and experience uh, of an established oil and gas workforce, highly transferable skills, um, and you know we, we're creating value to our clients and, and that brownfield knowledge and expertise that we've built up over over 20 years uh, and above working in a very challenging sector is, is continuing to add value to our customers and supporting them in that energy transition journey. Great. So I know another thing you're, you're uh, keen to talk about is the circular economy. So we, we're hearing a lot about it in you know, sustainability of operations. You know, what, what does that mean from your point of view? Uh, well, considering the, the UKCS, we have a real opportunity with the existing oil and gas uh, infrastructure to create a long-term energy hub uh, involving offshore wind, CCUS, and hydrogen to achieve an overall carbon neutrality within the basin. Uh, as part of that, extending the life of existing assets will therefore be critical. And considering circular economy scenarios uh, to ensure that we preserve the technical value of the infrastructure uh, we already have in place within the UKCS and create the long-term benefits uh, for the basin. As part of that, uh, a carbon-conscious decommissioning strategy uh, should form part of all late-life asset planning. Uh, where we fully, fully consider equipment and structures uh, that are to be removed, uh, reconditioned or reused uh, and projects and not just the repurposing of assets for major re potential renewable energy opportunities but also linking these to, into the overall O&M circular economy strategy for, for the industry. Collaboration is going to play a key part in that uh, and uh, to enable uh, that fully integrated circular economy strategy uh, we need to unlock the opportunities within the wider supply chain, uh, sharing knowledge and best practice uh, to promote the long-term long sustainability uh, and overall carbon reduction uh, policies within, within the industry. That'll also involve changing the mindset and approach of how we deliver as an industry and embedding circular economy and carbon reduction management planning as part of our day-to-day -day operations. But also circular economy doesn't just involve the supply chain, it also extends to our people and the transfer of skill sets of an established and highly competent uh, oil and gas workforce to accelerate low carbon development uh, and alternative technology uh, applications. And the connected competencies of the connected workforce is critical for the long-term success and the creation of an energy workforce, uh, which will be a natural progression for the oil and gas workforce competencies to transfer uh, to alternative industries and sectors. That's great. I haven't heard of the, the workforce kind of explicitly put as part of the circular economy before. So that's a really interesting point. Do you see traction with that in your workforce as well? Is yeah. there like excitement about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the um, capability and capacity is a key challenge um, within the engineering sector in general across all industries. And the, the highly competent, experienced workforce that we've developed uh, over 50 years of operations in the, in the oil and gas sector that has those highly transferable skills and the knowledge and experience, uh, which is going to be absolutely fundamental to support the energy transition journey long term. Excellent. So one final thing I know we've heard a lot from the, the sessions already. Uh, a lot from, from ministers speaking and from, uh, from some of the economists around energy security. I know that's very important to PDMS as well. Um, yeah. What are you doing around that? Uh, I think the UK in general is heavily reliant on, on oil and gas imports and new investments are needed to support UK uh, production. Uh, but the reliance on imports will 
will continue to grow. Uh, the UK offshore sector has been very resilient and helped to protect the, the UK from these energy supply shocks, um, which has been exasperated by the Russian-Ukraine conflict, which has created a, uh, an energy crisis in the UK and, and within wider Europe. And we must continue to support UK oil and gas production as it is reliable uh, and produced cleanly. Uh, and, and the focus on minimising imports, which is a, a much higher uh, emissions profile than UK uh, production. The, the long-term energy security uh, strategy for the UK CS will shift from the legacy maximising economic recovery to maximising the energy potential uh, of the basin, uh, with offshore uh, energy production becoming uh, one of the UK's largest and most important industrial sectors, both now within within the future. I would also add that the offshore energy industry in the UK, as well as bringing future energy security and a platform for emissions reduction, uh, also brings a, a wealth of additional benefits to the country, including employment, fiscal contributions, uh, industrial feedstocks, and wider industrial capabilities. And the UKCS has a, a, rich, a rich ecosystem of companies involved in energy production and harnessing the strength and knowledge and experience across the basin uh, so she'll be fundamental in delivering that long-term uh, energy security strategy. Great. Well, it sounds like PDMS is, is really plugged into that ecosystem. Uh, so hopefully wishing you the best for the rest of the conference. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, a successful one this week. And great. Thanks for the time and the opportunity to, to, for the discussion. Absolutely. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, so join us for more podcasts live from the show floor at Offshore Europe for the rest of the week. Uh, I've been Andrew Dykes with Energy Voice Out Loud. And uh, thanks for listening. Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.